All right. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Joy Church. Good to see you guys. Happy New Year. Straw poll. Is it New Year's or Happy New Year? Year. That's what I thought. But how many of you also say Happy New Year's? Yeah, I do that too. So I don't know why that mattered. But anyways, you know, Bethany and I are notoriously late night party animals. So New Year's Eve, we just went hardcore. We actually started the next episode and fell asleep halfway through of our Netflix show. So, you know, I think we were up till about 9.30 last night. I woke up to the fireworks. Oh, yeah. How many of you do fireworks on New Year's Eve? Some of you. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, just cut it out. There is a fireworks holiday. It's the 4th of July. And New Year's, yeah. So, I mean, if, I guess if you have the really cool up-in-the-sky fireworks, then it works. Well, so good to see everybody. We're going to jump in today. Man, what a great year it has been. And what we do, uh, sometimes we do this service at the very end of, of the year. Other times it's, it's on the, uh, today happens to be New Year's Day, which is really cool. But we like to look back at what God has done in and through us as a church, and then look forward into the coming year of what God is going to do. And uh, I just wanted to start off by, by saying uh, that I love you guys. Bethany and I love you. We, we're so proud of you. Um, Somebody was asking us, I think it was this year, like, is it hard to be a pastor? And I was like, not of this church. Honestly, um, this is such an incredible group of people. I know we all have our own issues and stuff, but um, man, uh, could you just give yourself a round of applause? Because you're, you're pretty great. And uh, yeah, this is such an incredible church. And it's, it's really awe-inspiring as we go through some of these statistics and things and just look at what we've done that you know, together as a, as a group of people, God has really done some things, not just personally in us, but through us in our community. Somebody was commenting on one of our Facebook ads recently and they were mad and said something unkind. Um, aren't you glad it's me on those videos, not you who gets to take the brunt? One guy was on there saying, I need to wash my shirt. I'm like, there's nobody with a cleaner shirt than me. <laughs> so anyways, uh, you could criticize other things about me, but not that. Uh, he's like, this guy loves the Huskies. That is not true, sir. <laughs> Anyways, somebody was like, why did you buy the skating rink or something? And, and I was laughing about it. I was actually obsessing about it. Is this true? In the car. And I was, I was having an argument to thin air. Did anybody else do this? Yeah. Just free therapy there in the car. Bethany and the kids are here, there, you know, helping me out. Dear, dear, dear. Now, dear. And I'm like, all a church is, all it is, is a bunch of people who come together put their money together and do nice things for their community, you know? And I was just like, you know, so mad. Anyways, how to get that off my chest. <laughs> no, what, what, what the heart of it is, is that together when we, you know, coming together, it's, it's not that we are trying to build cathedrals to our own glory. Like this is a place, this building, all the things we do as a church are here to, to make a difference in our city, to see Christ's kingdom come. And uh, I think that God is doing great things in families, doing great things as we minister at schools, as we minister in our workplace. And I'm just so proud of Joy Church this year and excited to see what God's going to do. As I was reading my Bible a couple days ago, uh, this, this verse really stuck out to me. Paul's letter to the church in Thessalonica. In uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2, he says, We always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly as we pray to our God and Father about you, listen to this. He says, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I felt like, you know, 
in this season, and we have to continue to stay here because you don't just coast you know, on what you've done. You have to stay faithful and continue to press into the Lord and what he's doing. But I felt like in this season um, of, of where our church is at, that, that there is the, that spirit here of faithful work. You know, when I, when I think about faithful work, it's not just what we do inside of the four walls of our church building, but it's the work we do of the kingdom of God at our workplaces, in our schools, in our families, out, outside of the four walls specifically. And this church is filled with faithful men and women that are serving the Lord. You know, we're not trying to be superstars. We're just trying to be ordinary, obedient followers of Christ. And then God uses that to do extraordinary things. But I, I felt the Lord wanted me to commend you as a church congregation, commend us for faithful work. The second thing is loving deeds. You know, there's, there's a lot of people will do good things for the wrong reasons. Maybe they get something for it. Maybe they feel uh, like they get brownie points, you know, in the community by doing good deeds or something like that. Maybe they feel like it earns them a place with God. But our deeds as followers of Christ need to come out of a heart of love, which means we are doing it. If we give money, we're not doing it so that God is pleased with us. Or if we serve at a, at a school or we do a joy group or whatever, it's not coming from a motivation of what I get or who's going to see me do it. It's coming because I love God and God's love is in me and flowing through me. And I believe that so many of the good deeds that, that are done at Joy Church, I mean, if you guys, if everybody could kind of see what everyone else was doing, um, it's, it's actually astounding. I mean, I'll hear about people, they're off doing a work project somewhere, or they're serving this or volunteering, at, you know, whatever it may be, going and helping somebody in need, giving uh, uh, to the poor, whatever it might be. And it's motivated by love. And, and I want to commend you for that. And then the third thing, the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is something that we have to hold on to. You know, the, the temptation in our world today is to be cynical uh, and to be jaded and just to be upset and angry and, and really curse the darkness. But we have hope. And it's not just hope for, in, in, a, in a religious abstract sense, but it's hope for our world, hope for our families, hope for this city, hope for uh, our world because of what Jesus Christ has done, is doing, and will do. Amen? And we have that enduring hope, and we need to let that be uh, continue to burn bright in 2023. But I wanted to commend you, church. I really feel like this is a word from the Lord that he sees your faithful work, your loving deeds, and you have that enduring hope from Christ. So, so exciting. What we're going to do today is we're going to look back at 2022 and see some of the cool things that have gone on, and then we're going to look forward into 2023. So as we get started with that, and don't worry, Bethany will be sharing too. I know you're all anxious to hear her. Uh, yes. But we printed out these statistics, and they're actually um, micro. So if you see me squinting, that's why. And my eyesight's failing, but, but just mainly the size of the, of the printing here. Uh, in 2022, we're going to go through some of these, these stats. So in 2021, so we'll kind of contrast them to last year, 334 people attended a joy group in 2021. In 2022, 369. So that's good. Yeah, up from there. Uh, in 2021, 162 people served in, in some capacity on the Dream Team or served, volunteered at an event. But in 2022, we had a 21% increase. 196 people served. So yeah, that's awesome. And if you're not one of the 196, you get to be part of the increase in 2023. <laughs> Praise God. We're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so much more fun to be a participator than a spectator. 
Uh, I mean, I really do. It, you know, I think many times people are afraid of getting pulled into the serving vortex. Like, you know, I'll be stuck in the nursery for the rest of my life and I'll decay and they'll find my bones someday. Um, no, actually, when, when you are part of the, the team, when you're part of, of what God is doing and you're serving and engaged, it's, it's tremendously, uh, it's more healthy for your soul. It's the way the church is meant to be. You know, Americans, we love, we love to be consumers. And so we've even made a church a commodity that we consume. And people come to me and be like, I like this church because I like your preaching. And I'm like, you should leave. And they're like, I don't really say it that way. But don't come to Joy Church because you like the way that we put on a show. Come here because this is your family. God planted you here and you're growing as a disciple. Don't spectate, participate. Amen? Amen? All right. Uh, in, do you want to give some of these? Okay, I'll keep going. In uh, 2021, 609 uh, like families or household units, uh, 609, the whole, the, whole, the whole family. So it's not individual. Not individual. It would include everyone in the household. Include everybody. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> 609 of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll give this one. All right. <laughs> 609. So it means all household members are included. So if your family, our family has five people in it. So that's five people are in this number. So all the, family. the whole family is included. 609 people gave financially in 2022, but 600, or I'm sorry, 2021, but 697 people gave Woo! in 2022, which is amazing. Awesome. You keep going. You're on a roll. Um, we had, you know how we talk about those welcome home cards, and I have decided cards every week. Well, we really do count them and keep track of them, and we really do follow up on them in case you were wondering if it was a, a scam or something. But we had um, 181 of those welcome home cards. So this would be anybody's your very first time ever at Joy Church. 181 of those were filled out in 2021, and 262 were filled out in 2022. That's pretty awesome. Almost 100 more. And then we had 42 of the I Have Decided cards. That's people that, are, that I've decided to follow Jesus, the yellow card. 42 of those in 2021 and 63 in 2022, which is a 50% increase. So that's really cool. And it's really awesome because we see more hands every week come up than we do the cards. It's, you know, an extra little step to fill out that yellow card. So that's really cool that 50% more did that. That's awesome. You're doing, you're, you're doing great. Your energy is better than mine today. Because she fell asleep halfway through the episode and I watched the whole thing. <laughs> Just kidding, I didn't. Um, I'm in a weird mood today. I don't know what it is. It's a uh, new year, new you, I guess. Uh, 16 people were baptized in 2021. And in 2022, 23 people were baptized, which is awesome. I would love to, I would love, or I'm sorry, in 20, yeah, 2022, I'd love to see us baptize 100 people uh, in 2023. And if you have not been water baptized, please come up to me after the service or one of the staff and we will get you signed up because being water baptized is the first step of obedience. It's not just some sort of symbolic uh, religious artifact. It is a sacrament. It is important. And we want you to take that first step of following Jesus as a disciple because that marks your movement from the old team to the new team. It's, it, it symbolizes that when you go down to the waters of baptism, it's being buried and then rising again in Christ. And we don't do it in real dirt because it's harder to get people back out. 
but that would be the real spirit of what baptism means theologically, right? Is that I'm dead to my old ways and my old life and old self, and now I'm alive in Christ. So don't worry, we're not using dirt, we're using water. Um, average Sunday total attendance. This is really exciting uh, because numbers of people that are coming to church means people that are joining what God is doing through Joy Church and, and taking those next steps. And so we celebrate this. In 2021, as we were coming back out of the pandemic, we had an average Sunday attendance the whole year of 2021 of 353 people. In 2022, our average attendance went up by over 40% to 508 uh, people on average. Yeah, really exciting. What was, what was actually really shocking when we were looking at the statistics getting ready for this is that be, from the first quarter of 2022, to the third quarter, so these or the fourth quarter, these last uh, three months of the year, our attendance went up 44%. So at the beginning of the year, we were averaging 480, and we averaged right about 600 people in the fourth quarter. So praise God. Exciting. Lots of new people. I'm actually having trouble remembering everyone's name because so many new, wonderful members of the Joy Church family. Uh, and so it's so, so exciting. Um, Another really exciting thing is with that increase in attendance, we also had an average Sunday kids attendance, massive jump from 2021, 75 kids on average on a Sunday to 2022, 119 kids every week. <laughs> Praise God for that. That. The, that was just from all the staff babies that were born. <laughs> that increase. Yeah, congratulations, staff. Just um, I'm just teasing. Three, three families on staff had babies. Beth That's the joke. A, we're, we're having and, a baby in 2023. No. Okay. <laughs> For most of you guys know, we um, do a lot of support of Shasta Middle School. That's off of Barger. And um, this year was no different. This, I think maybe our fifth year. Anybody know? I don't know. Mark's not here, so we can just say it. It's our fifth year. I'm going to say it boldly. He's going to correct us on Slack. But um, I think it's our fifth year serving at Shasta Middle School. That's something that we do. At the, usually it's the last Saturday of, the, of August. We, get, we go there. As many people that want to come, we invite you if you would like to come. Um, this year, you're absolutely welcome. It's such a fun time. We go and we just get the school the outside ready for all of the students and all the teachers to come back. But that's not the only thing that we do at Shasta Middle School. We also um, do different um, outreaches where we provide backpacks for kids who don't have backpacks. They're full of school supplies. We do Thanksgiving boxes for families that need them at the school. Um, just different things like that. So we've done 22 yards of bark. <laughs> the last couple of years, that's what we spread bark mulch, you know, to make the school look nice. Um, we did 40 backpacks full of supplies for, for the families of Shasta Middle School this year. And we did 55 Thanksgiving food boxes for them this year. And that's always really awesome. We love being able to partner with that school. Um, another really awesome thing, this was you guys. So, so the, everything that goes through Shasta, kind of like the church is the one, um, it's you guys, but it's the church that's the one that's doing it. But um, this is really cool. We sp you guys sponsored, so you guys, the church didn't, you guys did it. 21 families for Christmas presents through St. Vincent de Paul. So that's really cool. You guys did that. That's awesome. So good. One of the biggest things this year to celebrate is that we finished our building. Yeah. Praise God. So how many of you were in here on, in, in, I think it was September 2020, meeting in the elementary room? Remember that? 
And then we kind of moved out here into the unfinished area, and now we're here, and it's exciting. And we'll tell you a little bit more about the very last kind of piece of this building, but man, so exciting. And I was walking up, uh, parked at the Beauty College over there today, and was walking and looking at the building, and just so excited to see what God has done. We had another funny comment on Facebook where somebody said, you turned my skating rink into a federal courthouse. <laughs> and I was like, well... <laughs> Well, I guess we did a pretty good job then, because the federal courthouse is pretty nice. <laughs> when I have to go to court, it's always the local one, so, you know, it's, um... <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> and this is why you have to practice before you get up on stage, public speaking. Uh, one of the things that we wanna, wanted to do today is to hear from some of the different leaders around Joy Church and, and hear from some of the different ministries. So without further ado, we're going to start off with Pastor Kyle. He's going to come on up. Use the stairs, Kyle. While Kyle is using the stairs to come up on stage, uh, Pastor Becca, we wanted her to come up and share as well about the Joy Kids, and she was not able to because she had to be with the kids last minute. But um, what she did want to share was that we, you know, there's about 50 more kids in our kids ministry week to week. And um, what she was saying she's most thankful about is, are you saying she's here? I'm saying Kayla. Oh. I didn't, I didn't know if she's going to be in here, so let's have Pastor Kayla come Kayla, up. come on down. Yeah. We know where the real work is done. Yeah. She was so thankful for all of um, her team, the team of the teachers who help in the kids' ministry. So if you guys help at all in kids' ministry, would you raise your hand so we can look around and clap for you? Thank you so much. She couldn't do it without you guys. We're so thankful for every single one of you. And, you know, we have three kids in the kids' ministry, and honestly, you guys are heroes to them. They talk about the, their teachers. They tell us about the, you know, Cameron's really cool motorcycle and like things like that about the different teachers and, and about who they are. And you, thank you guys so much for serving with yeah. the kids. Yeah, thank you. Uh, if you were wondering why they were telling me to use the stairs uh, on the stage is that there's right by Jake's foot, a nice, beautiful coffee stain uh, <laughs> where I, I, I think that I'm in a better shape than I'm in, in most of the time. I'm a confident person. And uh, I leapt onto the stage with a full cup of coffee a few weeks back. Nearly broke my tooth. Uh, but the sadder thing was that I lost an entire cup of coffee. Uh, and then, I'm not, I'm not even kidding you, I, I'm not that bright. Not five minutes later, as I'm coming to clean the mess, I've got a, hand, a wad full of paper towels. Without even thinking, I jumped up again. Not, not five minutes later. Did not learn my lesson. I made it that time. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, uh, we are, uh, Kayla and I, we are the youth pastors here, which is uh, a group we call Joy Students that ranges between sixth grade and twelfth grade. And... Uh, we meet, we do all sorts of stuff, really, but uh, the, the main things that we do, we meet here on Wednesday nights uh, for, that's an open group for anybody who wants to come. We go out and we do events and we, we have some things, but uh, really the main goal of the whole group is that uh, the, the number one thing is that the students of Joy Church, so if, if you're here and you, you are in that age and you attend this church, or if you were here and you're a parent uh, of someone that age, the, the goal is that the students that are here 
would gain a foundation in biblical knowledge, would gain a community of people to follow Christ with, would learn what the Christian life looks like and how to walk that out as they go and they step into their life. Um, and, and so we, we kind of have, have two, two goals. We've, we've got that goal. We want to, uh, the students that, that are here, and we want to grow that community to be a, a life-giving, growing uh, place where students can find their purpose in God and how to walk that out. Uh, but as that grows, that it, would, that it would spread out into the community. So there's, uh, there's a few things that we do. One of those things is we meet here on Wednesday nights, and, and that's a place where students can get together, grow together, uh, establish biblical Christian foundations, and, and, and learn how to, to live their Christian life. Uh, another thing that we do is we go out on events where we can, uh, where we can dedicate large amounts of time to getting to know God getting to know each other, uh, and, and building those, those deeper foundations. And then another thing that we do is we, we outreach. Um, and I've got a couple of, uh, of stats of, about what we do here, uh, Every, every week and what we do throughout the year. So this last year, uh, we, for the first time, uh, launched an annual night that we call Wild. Uh, and it's a night that's for the, for the community. It's a, it's a free night where we in, invite students to come in, and the goal would be that they have fun, that they hear the gospel in an inspiring, life-changing way, uh, and that they could get, get plugged in to the local church. And so this year at Wild, our very our very first one, uh, with a really awesome worship is is Kalia in here? No, no. Uh, Kalia just led an amazing uh, night of worship at, at Wild. It was it was really uh, it was really impactful, and we had a, a guest speaker, Pastor Randy Godot, who also spoke here on a Sunday morning, I believe. Uh, we had 120 students at, at Wild this last year in April, which was, which is really incredible. Yeah. Uh, Really incredible to see uh, to see our local students uh, getting into the church, hearing the gospel, uh, and, and and starting to experience where they can go to get that uh, that biblical community and that that foundation in Christ. Um, and then throughout the year, we also, we have our, our, our local, our, our Wednesday night group that happens every week. We had uh, 100 individual students that participated in a joy group, small group this year, uh, throughout the year. So uh, that wasn't like, that's not like one night, but that's the different students that participated in a joy group, small group, getting biblical foundations, learning the Christian life and how to walk it out. A hundred students, super cool. Uh, we ate 4,000 slices of pizza this year. Each, yes. <laughs> I ate 4,000. No, uh, the, that's why these pants don't fit. Uh, that's why I couldn't get up on the stage. Uh, but uh, speaking of, uh, I did the, the math on that, combined it with a couple of other uh, uh, of our events, and we ate over 2 million calories at Joy Students this year. Uh, and I, I really should have gone and looked at, because if you don't know, ca calories are like an expression of energy. Uh, I really wish I knew like how long two, two million calories could power the lights in this place. Probably a, probably a long time. We should, we should start a, like a treadmill system for the students where we, it's like, we're giving you two million calories, but you got to do five minutes on the treadmill to power this place. Throughout the, no, I'm, I'm just joking if that offends you. But... Uh, 
over <laughs> over over two uh, over two million calories uh, consumed. But uh, but we have we have fun together. Uh, we build relationships together. But uh, but more than that is uh, we we get to see individual students uh, not just growing in relationships, which is super cool to see uh, friendships formed. Uh, but we also get to see students stepping into their purpose, joining uh, joining our worship team when we have worship very rarely on on Wednesday nights. We get to see uh, we get to see people that are reaching out at their schools and sharing the gospel with with friends at schools. Uh, we have uh, a, a big win this year. We had a, a student that. That, that brought eight students uh, with them to to one of our events, uh, which is which is super cool to think that not only are they uh, getting connected here, but they are taking those connections, they're moving them out into the city, they're gathering people, and they're bringing them to Christ. Super awesome, super cool. I'm really excited about Joy students. If you're here and uh, you're in that age, you've never been, man, come check it out. Uh, we have a lot of fun. Uh, I, I always tell everybody uh, if you. Can I will play you in a game of basketball if you on your first time, game to three. If you score a basket, I will give you a five dollar Dutch Bros gift card. On me, if you can score one time, all right. But uh, come on out. It, we have a lot of fun together, uh, and we we have some awesome events. We go do cool things. We go snowboarding. We go out to conferences. We have an amazing camp every year. Uh, so if you're a student in that age range, or if you're a parent of a student in that age range. Uh, just take my word for it. Bring them out. They'll like it. All right. Uh, we're gonna have we're, we're gonna have a good time. Did you wanna? I, I didn't prepare her at all to say anything. So she probably she is not the type to speak unprepared. Uh, but that's what we got. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank you guys. That's great. These these people are true saints because if you've been around a large group of middle and high schoolers, you know the smell. <clears throat> That is there. Um, Joy groups are the heart of Joy Church. How many of you guys, raise your hand if you attended at least one Joy group this last year, 2022. Awesome. We're going to have our Joy group leaders come on up here and share about Joy groups. Joe and Alicia Tanner, they lead all of our groups. All right. Hey, Joy Church. That was kind of boring. Can we? Let's try one more time. Hey, Joy Church. <laughs> all right. Uh, for the record, I do not know how many calories we all consumed in Joy Groups over the course of the last year, but it was probably a lot. A lot more than two million, I'm sure. <laughs> we we don't count. Um, so uh, as I look around, I um, I'm actually pretty excited and thrilled about you know what was accomplished this year through uh, Joy Groups. So. Um, let me just kind of give you back, back up. Basically, this year, if we count the number of signups, we had about 350 people that signed up to join a joy group this year, which is pretty awesome. And let me put that number in context for you because the, the number itself may not mean a lot. What usually you look at is, you know, what's, what are we running in terms of how many people are here versus the number of people that are in a joy group? I think we were pushing about 600 last quarter on average. Is that right? Um, so that puts us at almost 60% uh, signups in terms of, you know, relative to the attendance in your church, which means, you know, that puts us as a church, you know, kind of an, at an elite level. Um, if you get to 40%, this is a little churchology, that's considered really good. 
50% is like exceptional, and if you get above that, it's, uh, it's amazing. So thank you guys, thank you for uh, investing and believing in community. Um, and that's really what it's about. Um, one of the things I find really interesting uh, in modern American Christianity, we talk a lot about having a personal relationship with God, which is a theme in the scriptures, but if you read through the New Testament, they don't really use that phrase or talk about that a lot. And that's because being a disciple is always in the context of community. Um, growing in your faith is not done by yourself. There's no such thing as a lone ranger Christian. does not exist. Um, God has called us to learn from one another, to grow with one another, to correct, rebuke, love, and encourage one another. And we learn that together. Um, and if you're not in a group, it's time to get in one. <laughs> because God has something for you that you're not going to receive if you're not in community. And so my hope this year is that every single person out in this room that is able and capable will make it into a joy group. Um, and I really, really hope to see that. But um, let me pivot really quick, um, because really what makes joy groups possible has really little to do with us. We, we don't have that much to do. Uh, it's mostly the leaders that make that happen. Um, I'd say it's 99.9%. Um, and I, I want to piggyback on what Pastor Jake said, because it's really easy <laughs> to do this. I don't have to uh, run around begging people to lead a group. I don't have to micromanage or police everything people say because we have so many good, solid leaders that love Christ and are sacrificing. And I'm going to actually have you do a little bit more. No raising hands. If you have led a joy group, whether you're the leader or the co-leader, would you actually stand up right now for me, please? You got to stand up. No, no shy people. And can we give them a big round of applause? All right, come on. Uh, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Half of them are probably back serving right now. So um, we love you guys. We thank you. Um, you. You make this church happen. So. All right, you guys. Well, we are so excited for this year. And we have joy groups that are going to be starting in February. So... From what Joe was talking about, you guys can get involved. And we have groups for men, for women, for uh, Spanish speakers, for young adults. We have groups for everybody. And so we're going to have catalogs out in the seats here pretty soon. And we want you guys to sign up. Join a group. If you join a group before and you're like, mm, that was not the group for me. You know what? Try a different one. They're not all the same. We have lots of different types of groups. And maybe that one wasn't for you. But try again. There are so many different types of groups. There's different types of people that you can connect with. And we encourage you guys, sign up. When Those groups can sell out quick. Last season, we had a group that was full and people were still trying to get in. We're like, hey, this person's house cannot fit any more people. So like, they can fill up. So when those catalogs come out, you guys be ready to sign up. Be thinking about what days of the week work for you, what you're going to be looking for, because those groups can sell out. So you guys, join a group this year. Get into a community. We have good food, good relationships. We grow. We talk about God. We're looking forward to seeing you guys in groups this year. Awesome. You guys give them a big hand. Thank you, guys. Thank you for leading groups. Uh, we wanted to highlight um, a group. You can come on up. We wanted to highlight a group that started actually last year, right? Well, I mean, more than last year. 
because now we're confused because it's a new year. But um, we, I would ask Melody if she would share about this group, just kind of highlight one of our groups that is going so well. And um, so, Melody, hi. <laughs> Thanks for sharing with us. Uh, what, what is your, your guys' group that you guys lead? Um, we have a mom's group that meets uh, twice a month on Thursdays. Awesome. So we have to pass back and forth here. Why did you guys decide to start a mom's group? So the first was just a really practical thing. We saw, like they talked about, our kids' ministry, families were growing. You can see kids around here everywhere. You can see pregnant people around here everywhere. So we knew that we needed to make a place for that. But then also, being a mom can be lonely. It can be hard. It can be discouraging some days. I'm sure anyone that has is a mom has felt that. So we wanted to make a place for people to build community. It's hard to make friends on Sunday mornings because a lot of times you're running around after your kids, or at least I am, so I have like a partial conversation, a partial conversation. So it's hard to like, for me, to really build like deep, meaningful connections. So we wanted to make a place for that. But not just that, we wanted to build a place for people to be encouraged, not just in parenting, but in the relationship with God. We wanna see the next generation know Jesus more than we do. I wanna see my kids really have a relationship with God. And so we wanna make a place for moms to be encouraged in their relationship with God, to know him more, to know him deeper, because that's where it starts for our kids to know Jesus is in our homes. So that was just something in our heart is like, we want to see moms know Jesus because we wanna see these kids have a really strong, amazing relationship with God. That's awesome. Um, is is this group just for young moms? No, it's for all ages. So we have moms of teenagers, moms of little kids. So anyone is welcome to come to it. And um, when do you meet and can moms join now? So we are open for new moms. We meet the second and fourth Thursday here at the church at 930 and there's childcare. So you actually get to come and like hang out with people. And there's, I just want to highlight really fast, there's people in this room and at our church who actually donate their time to watch kids so that moms can come together. So thank you to those amazing people who do that. It's, it's a huge blessing, but any mom is welcome. And if I want, also want to say, like, come up to me afterwards. If you work and can't make it on Thursday mornings, we do events throughout the year, what we call Mom's Night Out, and we, like, meet up and hang out, and those are usually evenings. So even if you can't be part of the group, we would love for you to come to those things. I do other stuff with moms throughout the week. So if Thursdays don't work for you, please come talk to me because uh, there's still a spot for you to build community. Awesome. Thank you. That's so great. Yeah. That, that mom's group is, is awesome and exciting. Every time I come up on a, when I drive into the office here, the parking lot's full. I'm like, what's going on? You know? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, we're going to run through a couple of these things looking ahead. Uh, so cool. Thanks all the leaders that were able to share and those that weren't able to share are serving today. So we're so appreciative of everybody that's facilitating all the great ministries that are taking place. Uh, one of the things that we wanted to just highlight today is the changes that we're making with Next Track. So Next Track is our, you can call it our onboarding or our membership course, um, our membership experience for somebody to join the church. And as we, uh, as a church, have have grown, you know, seasons change. And one of the things that we we really were looking at 
just from a, I think the Holy Spirit, well, definitely the Holy Spirit guiding us into this, are the, the vitamins that needed to be there, the nutrients that needed to be in each person as they join up. And I really believe in our day and age that the two great issues theologically that we face, the first one is ecclesiology, which is the theology of the church and how we view what it means to be a Christian in context of community in the church. And Joe said it really well, that in the Bible, you don't find a Lone Ranger Christian. There isn't a, a thing in the Bible where you see this Christian and it's just me and it's the Lord and we do our own thing and we basically ignore everyone else. Christianity compels us to connect with our brothers and sisters and to love them well. And then it compels us into mission to love the world and to spread the gospel. And so um, one of the things that we have done as a consumeristic society is we've diminished the, the value of a proper ecclesiology, seeing our Christianity through the lens of our participation activity in the local church, okay? It's a big mouthful. That's a big issue. That's a big thing that we're, we're trying to uh, challenge and, and, and create uh, the right level of truth in people's hearts and minds um, as, as believers. The second issue is how we see the word of God, how we interact with the Bible. How many of you know we live in a society in which truth is a very fluid and flexible concept? You have your truth. I have my truth. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a pregnant man. No, you're not. You're a confused man. Uh, and we love you, but you're confused. This isn't truth. Hello. In case you thought I was going to be less controversial in 2023, it ain't happening. Um, I have not yet begun to be controversial. Um, we live in a society in which truth, as it says in Isaiah, prophetically looking forward to what was happening in that time, truth has fallen. And when truth falls, justice falls. The, out of the heart of every person is a cry for justice, for things to be the way that God intended them to be, for there to be justice amongst races, justice amongst gender, justice amongst uh, classes, socioeconomic classes in society. As a society, we cry out for justice, but because we've kicked truth to the curb and thrown truth out and said, I get to decide what's right and wrong for me, then what we have is the breakdown in society, the breakdown in family, so on and so forth. Don't worry, I'm not going to preach. I'm just giving you a couple of nuggets. And that, that's why, as a church, we believe in, in getting our, our compasses aligned, our ethical, philosophical, political, and every way of life, our compasses aligned to God's word, believing that if we will build our lives on the rock of Jesus Christ and his teachings, that when the storm comes, we will stand, right? And so the issue is, is that uh, these two things, how we see ourselves in church, how, the ecclesiology, and then our view of scripture and the place that that takes in our life are tremendous issues of discipleship. And as we looked at our next track, we said, you know what, those are things that are there, they're present, people that have gone through Next Track are gonna get a piece of that. Um, yes, if you're part of the church, you're gonna hear it on Sunday. You know, you're gonna hear me talk about these things on a Sunday, you're gonna hear the people that preach here talk about that. You're gonna get it in Joy Group, but it's, it needs to be kind of baked into the very, the front gate of the church, if you will. And the other thing we realized is that in, in that idea of joining a church is not just, I go here because I prefer it, there's an issue of calling, there's an issue of this is my family. This is a place that, that the Lord has brought me and placed me to grow and to be a part. And that we weren't really doing justice to that with the way we did Next Track. And so we kind of went back to the laboratory um, and looked at it as a staff and a leadership team, even with the elders. And we said, okay, what are the things that we want to cover in Next Track? And as a part of that, what we realized is the format and the model of that wasn't going to work. 
Um, we, 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 I love that model, to be honest, from like a pastoral programming, you know, organizational standpoint, doing four weeks and you can join any time was beautiful, right? Because people can jump in and join any time. The problem was it was just far too easy to be a slacker and not really join the church. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Okay. You're all, <laughs> I felt, I felt, I felt you helping me out there. So there's nothing wrong with that, but, but what we realized is that there are actually some line upon line, precept upon precept, do it in this order, learn some things, agree to some things, get, get challenged in some ways of thinking. And so I feel like we're upgrading Next Track tremendously. I'm so passionate and so excited. No, it's not going to be as easy to jump in because it's not going to be you can join any week and you know go watch a football game on, a, on one Sunday and then come the next time and then skip out the next one. It, it isn't going to be like that. Um, it, it is an eight-week class or an eight-week experience, and we ask that you would commit to join uh, week one and then finish it. There, you know, if you have to miss because you're sick or something, there are some, some leniency there. But because of the value of what we believe happens in church membership and the value of what we believe happens in learning what it means to follow Jesus, what it means to be part of a local church community, what it means to see the scripture as your north star, the compass of your life, what it means to to take seriously that following Jesus, right? Not to be a consumer Christian, but to be really a legitimate follower of Jesus Christ. We're making these changes. And Pastor John Gallinger's been a huge help on that. So excited to have John join our staff. Even more excited to have Lee be there to correct John when he makes mistakes. Praise God. <laughs> um, he's going to be, be uh, leading that along with Pastor Mark and, and the team that helps in there. So if you have not been through Next Track, or even if you have, you can get signed up. We're starting it next week. And I'm really passionate and excited to see the fruit that comes out of this. Uh, Joy Church is growing like a weed. Like we are growing on a, in attendance, but we're not trying to grow right now. What we're trying to do is make disciples. As we make disciples together as a church, God is, is adding to the church those who are being saved. So my whole heart this year is if we had 20, 30, 40 people go through Next Track and take a tremendous step in their, in their walk with Jesus, I'm going to be like fat and happy at the end of the year, even fatter and happier than I am at the end of this past year. But, but seriously, that's our heart this year. So I'm excited about Next Track. The second thing that I wanted to just highlight real quick is, uh, go ahead. It is limited uh, how many people can go through at one time. So you do have to sign up. If you are wanting to do next track, there's sign up at the next table out in the lobby. Yeah, thank you so much. I gave all the philosophy and you gave the actual thing that people need to do. That's awesome. Another thing that we want to highlight uh, this year is that we are breaking ground and moving forward on building the playground in the, in the middle of the building. So very exciting. And I would just ask that you would, would join uh, in a couple ways. Number one, give towards that project. Number two, pray for that project. Pray for wisdom. We need to, we need to build it the right way to fit the use cases that will, that will serve our city and just that we'll have wisdom as a team and, and those that are spearheading that project to know how we should build it, what we should do. Um, it's going to be really, really exciting. Just, just so you remember, because I know that sometimes it's easy, if you, and especially we've grown so much, you might not have been here when we talked about this, People would say to us early on, when are we going to get a building as a church? And our answer was always this, when we feel and we believe that the Lord will use a building to make more disciples than to not have a building. And Bethany and I were all, all, almost kind of hesitant to, to have a building because we never wanted the building to replace the mission, okay? Now, 
God gave us this place. Praise God. I love this building. It's awesome. I love working here. It's fun to worship here. It sounds good. It's amazing. Everything's great. But it's not about the building. It's about the mission. And it's about the people that occupy the building and the space. And from day one, when we talked about this building, the very clear vision the Lord gave us was to create a spot that wasn't, that wasn't like you're at a church service, but a place for people in the community to come and have fun and experience joy and, and, and be kind of that third space. It's not church, it's not your own personal life, but it's in the middle. And that's what this playground is gonna be. So please join with me in prayer that this is a thing that refreshes people. Because I, I mean, people in our city, I go around and there's so much just sor- sorrow and loneliness. And I would love it if our building just always had laughing kids, just having an absolute blast so that what they associated church w- with wasn't like judgmentalism, anger, you know, somebody mad at you, but like, this is a fun place, that kids want to come to church on Sundays and throughout the week, that it would refresh moms and dads that are bringing their kids here, that when it's raining outside, I don't know if you've noticed, it rains a little bit here in Eugene, every once in a while. Uh, I love the green, but I, come on, we need like places to go in the week when it's raining, and so this would just be a place that, that refreshes people, encourages people, is a place of joy, and we're, we're kicking that off this year, excited about that. Another awesome thing that's starting this year is, as you guys know, Joy Church, we're not the the only Joy Church. We're part of a Joy Church movement. And so there are how many? I don't know. Four? I don't know. Five Joy Churches. And one of the things that we want to do is have an annual conference uh, that we're going to have this in the summertime called Atmosphere, where all the Joy Churches are invited. Um, So we can all come together. We can meet each other, hang out together. And exciting, we're going to host the first one. So in August, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So you guys can save the date. It's going to be August 18th and 19th. It's a Friday and Saturday right here, so you don't even have to travel far. But it's going to be a really great time. We're inviting all of the other um, people who attend all the other Joy Churches, and we're going to get together. And it's going to be such a great time. And um, all of us are looking forward to the day when La Paz hosts La Paz, Mexico hosts the Joy Atmosphere Conference. We will all be on our way to that one, right? But it's going to be really fun. This is going to be definitely the easiest one for all of us to attend. So I hope that all of you guys mark, mark out your calendar for that weekend so that we can all be at that. Um, so looking ahead to next week, we're starting a new series. We're going to be going through in the month of January, uh, this book written by an astounding author. <laughs> this book, Rocket Fuel, uh, written by our very own Jacob Schmelzer. He not only uh, pastors and and, uh, writes music, he also writes books. Makes soap now, his newest hobby, making soap as well. But we're going to be going through this book, Rocket Fuel. This book was actually written towards um, a youth group that we were youth pastors of. And so it's written to that age, but it's it's an excellent book. It's all about how to have a daily devotional life. What that means is how to meet with God every single day. And so we're going to be going through this book in the month of January. I really encourage you, if you don't own this book, to pick it up. You can get it at the next table. I think we sell it for $5, which is very cheap. So you know, no one is making any money off yeah, this. This book, we buy it at cost and we sell it at cost. There's no profit for me. There's no profit for the church. So we try to make sure things are clean. So if you see like the pastor's book, oh man, he must be making a racket. We're not. <laughs> okay. Because we just want to help people follow Jesus. That is the heartbeat. Okay. So just to be clear about that. Thank you. I will sell my handmade soap to you without any equi- you know, qualms, but 
poor profit. Okay. So Rocket Fuel, uh, I encourage you, if you don't already own the book, grab the book, grab it today. We are going to be starting going through this. It's going to be a really excellent time. If you um, say, I cannot read an entire book. That's okay. Listen, you can actually listen to the audio version of the book. It's in our app, not the Church Center app, but if you get the Learnistic app, and we can help you get that. If you get that Learnistic app inside of there, the audiobook is on there for free. So you can listen to the book. I was putting together um, our little devotional thing that I'll talk about in a minute, going through the book, and I was able to read the book in an hour, two hours. I don't know. It's not very long. Um, and I'm not a speed reader, uh, despite what people say. So you can, you can do it. You can read this book. It's easy. It's accessible. So all of you guys who are intellectuals are like, it's easy and accessible. I don't want it, but you can join with us too. You smart people. But for all of us dum-dums, well, you can do it. We can do it together. We can get through this book. You can listen to it. If you don't have a lot of time, you can listen to it on two times as fast. Okay. You'll be done with it in no time. And your very own Jake Schmelzer is reading it, so you know, man. Wow. Good, good. He said he used an accent when he read it. But we're going to actually have these little journals for every single one of you next week. You guys can all pick up one of these journals. It's going to go along with the book. And so next week, we're going to start this whole journey. Not tomorrow, but the next Monday. So next week you can get the journal, make sure you have the book, and we're gonna do 10 days where we're gonna go through, we're gonna read the book together, we're gonna um, really give ourselves to reading the Bible together. Um, there's different things in here where basically we're gonna start fasting, we're gonna start going through the book. You guys are like, wait, you're asking me to read and you're asking me to fast? You can do it. It's gonna be a really great time where we're gonna set some um, new habits in our life starting the new year. And that's what we want to do is we want to start 2023, not only wanting to, you know, be better at our jobs or, or, you know, make more money or, you know, be smarter, whatever your personal goals are, the most important goals that we can ever um, lay in our lives is to know the Lord more. It's just know him more. And that's the whole point of doing rocket fuel in January is for all of us to lay down some foundations and some habits in our life in order to know him more. And so I really hope that every single one of you will go on this journey with us of just really um, getting to know him better, setting some habits, setting some time aside to really get to know the Lord. And so you'll hear more about that next week. But just so you know, if you want to pick up that book today to get ready, um, you can, or if you're like, I'm going to turn in a bunch of cans so I can buy that book or find that app to download so I can listen to the audiobook, whatever it is, but get ready to really just press in to knowing the Lord more in 2023. Exciting. Let's, uh, let's lift up our hands. Let's just take two minutes and just have some time in the presence of the Lord as we kind of set our hearts for this next year. It was so fun looking back. Um, I'm, I love what God did, but I'm more excited for what he's going to do. And so let's just open our hearts and expectation. Jesus, we're grateful for this last year. We're grateful for your blessing. We're grateful for your faithfulness to us. Lord, even in the difficulties and the hard things, those that we lost, uh, the illnesses, the losses of income and different things that have gone on, even in that, we see your faithfulness, that you are with us. You never leave us nor forsake us. We thank you for your goodness, Lord, your blessings through 2022, the happy times, the good times, and Lord, we look forward in expectation to 2023 as a year of really knowing you, a year of really growing with you, 
Lord, we're not naive. We don't think there will be no trouble or storms this year. We know there will be. But Lord, we know that you're with us. We know that you're for us. Your love it surrounds us. Lord, your spirit is inside of us. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of us. And so we thank you that we are filled with your power. With We have the gospel message to carry to the world around us. It is our enduring hope. And we offer hope to Eugene and Springfield and the state of Oregon and the places we go and the people that we speak to. Lord, I pray right now for each disciple here at Joy Church, Lord, that you would move in our hearts, move in our spirits. God, I pray even my personal prayer for this year is that I want to have a reality in my relationship with you that is free of artifice, that is free of anything fake, anything man-made, and it's just you, Lord, your voice, your grace, your mercy, your peace. Lord, guides each and every day. I thank you, Lord. Let, let us be a people that Lord, we don't have to be superstars. We don't have to be extraordinary people. We're ordinary people who love, follow an extraordinary God. And through that and out of that, you do extraordinary things. Lord, I thank you that this is a year, Lord, of obedience. It's a year of growth. It's a year of walking with you. Lord, it's a year of joy. Lord, I thank you that your joy overflows in us. We worship you today, Jesus. Let's just take a few moments. Maybe Ed can lift up the piano a little bit and I'll sing with Judah here and just... Worship, Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Worship you. Thank you for your presence, Lord. There's no one like you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. Sit at your feet today. Worship you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. church that's programmed into existence just because we have a building that looks like a federal courthouse <laughs> this is a place of people that are desperate for you this is a place where broken sinners come and you turn them into beautiful saints that lord we have the scars that maybe even match yours on our hands and our lives broken people sinners that have come to the cross and are made 
new and transformed by the blood of Jesus. Lord, I pray that this year would be a year of reality, that Lord, we would deal with our issues this year. We'd come and bring them to the cross, that we wouldn't be fake. We wouldn't be hypocritical. We wouldn't try to put on a show, but we'd say, Lord, deal with me on the inside, from the inside out, create a new heart in me, O Lord. Create a steadfast spirit in me. And that God, out of that authenticity, out of that reality of walking with you, being transformed, being healed, being forgiven, being set free, would come tremendous outreach that thousands of people would come to know you. People would come to be baptized. People would come and be transformed in joy groups that, Lord, we would share the gospel through food and laughter and fun, that in the playground, the laughter of children would be heard, that in our services, your praises would be lifted up. God, out of the authenticity and reality of a real relationship with you would come breakthrough and transformation. We ask you for Eugene and Springfield, God, that you would transform this place. You are not done with this city. You're not done with this state. Lord, we don't give up. We're not surrendering in the battles of truth. But God, we're going to love this community. We're going to speak the truth, but we're going to love this place sacrificially. God, out of the reality of what you're doing in us, do something real, powerful, tangible in 2023 in our community. We love you, Jesus, and we give you this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Real quick, if you would just uh, bow your head and close your eyes. I just want to give a quick opportunity. If you're here today and coming to check out church, man, thanks for being here. Uh, but if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, this is the starting point, is to put your faith and trust in Jesus. There is no other answer. I've read a lot of books by people with a lot of letters behind their names, read a lot of philosophy and theology and all those kind of things. And you know what? The only answer that I've found that is truly transformational is to put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ, to ask for forgiveness, to receive what he did for me at the cross when he gave his life for me. And if you're here today, this is a great day. What better day than the first day of the, the new year to start your journey as a Christian and to give your life to Jesus. Now, before you make an emotional decision or respond because Judah's playing beautiful music or something, know this, Christ asks for all of you, but he will give you all of him. And so today, if you're like, Pastor Jake, I am in. I want to follow Jesus. I'm giving him my life, all the good, all the bad. I receive him as my Lord and Savior. Would you just raise your hand so I can see? And I want to pray with you today. I'm not going to call you out or embarrass you, but anybody here today, raise your hand. Just do it right now. Raise it up. If you want to pray this prayer today to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's pray this prayer together. All of us repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for your grace and mercy revealed to me at the cross where you gave your life for me and made a way for me to be right with you. Thank you for saving me. I give you my life, every part of it, and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.